The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Well, good evening. It is now 7.30 and welcome to the City Council regular uh, meeting for today, July 25th. I'm calling the meeting to order. Roll call, please. Roll call. Mayor Garrett. I'm here. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Here. Councilmember Jennings. Here. Councilmember Kinez. Here. Councilmember Miller. Here. Madam Mayor, you have a quorum. Thank you. Um, I invite everyone in the audience and online to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Congratulations to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, we have public comment for items that's on the agenda. Speakers are limited to three minutes, and this is for anything that is on the agenda right now. Is there anyone that is on Zoom or anyone that is in the audience that would like to come up to the computer and speak? You're not required to give your address, but if you would like to, that's totally up to you. Um, we have your name. Mayor Garrett, Councilmen and Women, thank you for having us today. My name is Chris Hollis. This is my wife, Brittany Hollis. We are residents of El Dorado Place, and we are also here with our neighbors um, behind us in support of uh, item seven, uh, section H, the resident petition to establish a special assessment. Uh, we have all signed in favor of doing it uh, kind of the way that's historically been done with the residents having that financial, uh, you know, uh, burden. Not, well, not burden. You're right with burden. Having a financial part and, oh, sorry. Having a financial part uh, along to, to get the process moving. Um, we know that um, it was voted upon, but we are also uh, very passionate about getting our roads paved and uh, we're just here in support and we just want to show that we are here as a unit. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Is there anyone else that would like to speak about items on the agenda? See any hands up in the audience? I, I mean, in the, on Zoom either? All right. Anyone for public comment? <clears throat> okay. Next, we have the approval of the agenda. Some um, motion to approve the agenda. Has to be. It has to yeah, have I, some comments. I mean, some. Oh questions. yeah, with you going to go sure, ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a motion to uh, yeah, update the agenda to include items K and L, um, <laughs> which are uh, an OPEB evaluation discussion and. Uh, uh, adding a new group to MERS, respectively, so as, as items K and L. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any additional um, discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. 
Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pontem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion approved. Thank you. Next, we have the consent agenda. All items listed under consent agenda are considered to be routine and not controversial by the city council and will be approved by one motion. There will be no separate discussion. If a discussion is desired, that item or items will be removed from the consent agenda and discussed separately immediately after consent agenda approval in its normal sequence on the regular agenda. I would like to pull A and B. Is there a motion to accept the consent agenda with the exception of A and B? There's second. Second. Been moved and second. Since there is no discussion, <clears throat> excuse me. I have a roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion here. Um, first up is going to be the, uh, the approval of minutes of study session. June 27, 2022, and regular meeting June 27, 2022. Uh, yes, I would like to go to page three under um, senior luncheon. I don't believe that my concern was um, thoroughly addressed or recorded, rather. Um, I also expressed concern regarding uh, what appeared to be uh, for the moment use of city issued credit cards. I would like that to be included. Is that under the senior luncheon or? Yes, okay. section D. Okay. Is that valid? <clears throat> Page four under Mayor and Council comments, it should be the Optimist Club. Page five, um, there's multiple spellings of John Reed's name throughout. It's, I believe it's J-O-N-R-U-E-D. Correct. So if you can correct that throughout. On page six, um, at the at the end, it says Council Member Miller inquired about funding to paint Southfield Road. The plan will go along with the Southfield Road project. I don't know what that is. Page six. At the end of at the top. Um, that, that was that was when we were talking about the eleven mile and uh, uh, Lakewood Boulevard at the intersection, where we were talking about you know potentially putting a grid pattern on the on the ground, and and uh, I think you had asked about uh, if there was funding for for the planning. Oh, you're talking about the yeah the walkway. I don't think it was page eight under nine. That was the vote on the budget. I don't see the first vote recorded. 
where it was three to two against the budget. Uh, page nine, number D, adoption electric vehicle charging ordinance. Um, the second sentence should be in the interest of, I think, sustainability, I think, is what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And on page 12, the occupants under section 15. That's it. June 2022 disbursement reports. Yeah, I should explain both. Well, you could do each one. If, the, if you're concluded with the changes to the study session minutes, you can adopt those. And then if the regular meeting minutes, if there are changes, you can adopt those. Okay. So I need a motion to adapt the approvals minutes. <clears throat> Study session June 27th, 2022, regular meeting June 27th, 2022. So moved. Second. <laughs> it's been moved and second um, for the approval of the minutes for both study session and the regular meetings. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yeah. Motion. Thank you. Next is the June 2022 disbursement reports. Uh, if we go to page 16, the top of the page, Oakland County Goods and Services, $33,304.09. That is on the agenda tonight for the contract for the assessing. Those are the assessing fees. Um, they are usually paid um, prepaid, and it, it's a prepaid expense. I did not get the contract. We were in a three-year contract, and I did not get the contract until the assessing department called me and asked me where the, if we had the contract signed yet. And um, I don't know if it went to Cheryl's email or, but I did not get it. They brought it to me. So that was what happened there. And they have been paid already or they haven't? We, we sent the check to them, but if we don't approve it, they'll send it back to us. Okay. But I, we've always used the uh, Open County Assessing Office, so I am not seeing a problem with it, but there okay. could be. Okay. I'm also on their uh, community foundation payable card member service monthly statement five hundred eighty six dollars and eighty five cents. Same page. What page was that? Same page. Sixteen. Right, two below where we just were. Check number four six seven zero nine. I'm sorry, you're just a minute because I knew what the first one was, so I didn't have to open the page up. Oh, I'm sorry. Foundation sample. Oh, yeah. I would have to look into that and get back with you. Okay. Um, Page 
under general fund government services, we have planning and consulting fees paid to Dipples Webster Engineering, but it says Lakeford Village DDA planning services and DDA planning services for two. So it's about $7,000. Why is that coming out of the general fund and not out of the DDA account? For the cost share agreement with the DD, between the DDA and the city, the DDA pays uh, $15,300 um, towards the Giffels Webster invoices. So we have exceeded that that amount. So what? So the DDA has exceeded that amount that we that we contribute as oh, stipulated so in the cost share agreement. So then we pay the rest out of the Yes. Is there a, a contract or a limit on that or just as it comes up? Uh, there is a retainer. I would have to look for in the specifics, but we do have a retainer and there are some additional um, fees that do get incurred from time to time, depending on um, or working on ordinance development. If we have extra, extra meetings um, that are not included in that retainer. Um, under administration, code enforcement officer, did our code enforcement officer have a gun? No, we did not. We bought, we purchased uniforms for him so that the residents would know that um, we had our code enforcement officer was uh, he, we had identified him with uniforms. So here on Valley Guns, so they sell, sell uniforms. uniforms. <laughs> That's where the police department get their uniforms. At. Thank you. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, under building and grounds, transept communication, something installation and reprogramming of scripts, $919.96. Third, Third from the bottom. Oh, well, above there. I believe it doesn't work. The new door locking system they had to reprogram. You remember the south side door kept uh, remaining locked, even though it said it was open. So they had to reprogram uh, that door along with uh, some equipment in the basement. Uh, Batteries plus office supplies, hundred ninety-seven dollars and eight cents to battery. Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so a lot of our um, batteries for our police department are portable radios. They have to be replaced. They go bad uh, through time. So it's okay. just getting those, and then a number of other batteries that we use for for flashlights and things like that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, down at the bottom of the page, so other contractual services, public service. Lakeup Services LLC, there are three payments of $10,436.61. Those are their monthly payments. They were behind um, the, uh, their bookkeeper had a stroke, so they were not giving us their invoices, and we had to try to get them caught up on their invoices for the fiscal year. Okay, so all of the three identical checks in multiple sections, that's the same. Correct. Okay. I was hoping it had just been in there. <laughs> no, it's only supposed to be once, not three times. Um, 
uh, page 19, um, Kipples Webster, $22,209 for citywide payroll program. Is that just for um, overseeing the program or what? I don't know. I, in part, it's project management for that and any engineering design services they may need to do. Um, so, and then again on page 20, we've got that same 22,209.10 to give us Webster. To <laughs> Forty-seven fifty. We split our um, anything we do. We split between major and local, so it's a fifty-fifty. When we do taxing of roads, we do a fifty-fifty between major and local roads, and okay. that's what that is. Okay. So then we have paid vehicles dollars in June. Okay, yes, again, I was hoping those, those were just duplicates. Um, St. Southfield Corridor Alley Evaluation, $6,555. That's the project with DBA. Yes. Um, page 29940. Um, these are the Baker and Lowski bills. There's uh, $1,300 for a conference with defendant, prepare plea offer and draft correspondence. Um, we haven't had any conversations about any of that. Which page? 29. Page 29. Oh, I've been 20. 29, 30, 31, 39. That's the prosecution bill? That's what? That's for the city's prosecution. That's billed hourly. That's for the police department, correct? Correct. Okay, so that's not something pre prepared. Knowing what the offers are, right, that kind of thing, that's not anything that comes to city council. No, that's the that's the day to day prosecution work um, for all the enforcement actions for all the citations that are written. And then at one point, we had asked for um, an update on all the litigation. Is that something that we will be getting? I point? believe so. The litigation is being handled by Meadowbrook, the city's liability carrier. So that would that's a different attorney that would would that's handling that would that would provide an update on that. Yes, and, and I had put in my update to council that that would be coming to you in the near future, but we're not at that point to have that meeting yet. Um, there are some other things that are taking place currently, um, and once those are completed, we will set that up and have a uh, combination meeting with council and the DDA since it impacts both of them. Okay. Well, thanks. And then page fifty-five. Um, Revenues versus expenditures the month end of June 30th, 2022. I want to verify that we are $1,572,690, 99 
expenses over revenue? Those are not the true figures as of yet because we are still inputting things for the audit. So things are changing. Um, there's going to be some more cash revenues coming in. Uh, like the major local roads has a cash revenue that came in at the end of June. So that has to be put back in. Um, there is other things that have to be put in. You'll probably see road millage fund, bond fund, more money put into there. Those are things that are being cleaned up for the audit now. You can see the, the differences when you go through the detail. Do you have any idea how much that's going to cut down? I don't know. It's at this time, I mean, I've got three weeks to get all the audit stuff ready. So, and I've been working my weekends and everything to get everything done. So, I do not know as of yet. That's a lot. But the budget for 2022. Okay. That's it. Thank you. Uh, um, anyone? For a motion from June, the June 2022 disbursement report. So moved. And a second. Need a second for the June 2022 disbursement reports. Second. It's been moved to a second for the June 2022 disbursement reports. Are there any further discussion? Hearing none. Moving to the action request for consideration and approval. The first up is going to be the extension of the House in the Woods realtor contract. Good evening, Council. Yeah, good evening. And if you would like to introduce that, I would like to do that. Submitting to that page. Okay. Um, first of all, um, we'd like to welcome Mr. Rood back, um, you know, coming forward to give us an update on things. And we're talking about the contract um, with Keller Williams uh, to uh, continue to list the house in the woods profit or pro parcel property. There you go. Not, not, I can't get that word out. Sorry about that. Um, but to uh, go over the contract and um, see if council wants to renew this contract to go through um, January 26th of 2023 uh, with a list price of $150,000 for the property. Um, staff has asked that um, um, the selling price, uh, excuse me, Staff asked for more information to be included um, in the listing, such as drone footage. Um, Mr. Root and I have spoken about that today, um, obtaining that and going in to clear up just a little bit more of the land to make it look a little more presentable. Um, and then also uh, making sure that uh, under item uh, 21 on here, where it says other, um, we're going to add to the contract that he will be coming in and giving uh, regular monthly updates to council telling us any activity that we've had there, any offers, any of that kind of stuff, um, so that we're aware of what's happening each month. So that is uh, the contract that is before you. And if you'd like to add any more to that, Mr. Well, I already added to the contract agent to make a monthly report to council and publish a drone photo. Uh, as I've indicated before, I was 
you like to see the property cleaned up a little bit, but I can still do a drone photo. I'll order it this week. It'll be out by the end of the week. Uh, but we got to clean some brush off that property. That's all there is to it. I mean, I, I can appreciate that uh, the staff is very overworked. Uh, but at the same time, if you want to sell this property, you got to do something about some of that uh, brush and invasive uh, plants and whatnot. Uh, that would help tremendously, I think. Uh, that's about the extent of it. The only other suggestion I made is uh, uh, it's advertised as Forest Drive. I'm possibly thinking of maybe saying Morningside Plaza, okay, because that's Forest Drive isn't a real well known street, to be perfectly honest with you. It's more right now, that's more like a trail than a street. But, uh, you know, it is. Uh, I did take the suggestion of having the uh, the flat over, you know, the, and that, that was on uh, online as well. You know, that, that was available to other agents to view along with the history of the property. Uh, but that's about the extent of it. These interest rates, unfortunately, are headed north. And as they move higher, uh, it gets a little more difficult and difficult to sell any property. Uh, you know, for, for any property to be sold. Thank you. Um, who would like to uh, make a motion? So moved. Second. Um, no, actually. Yeah. The discussion yeah. comes after the motion. Yeah. And the motion is yeah. this. We are doing a motion for approval of the extension of the House in the Woods Realtor contract. It's been moved by Councilwoman Miller and seconded by Councilwoman Kness. Thank you. There any discussion? So do you plan on doing the mapping as well? You know, when you, if you go on Zillow, usually if you see a vacant property, you can see the outline, the mapping of where it's actually located. Okay, I can it's get like that. a geo. Get that on Again, that was that was online with the with the uh, real comp, the MLS. Uh, so somebody could get that. And again, we, we've had that before. I will get that on Zillow when it's not on there already. It's not. Okay, but thank you. <clears throat> any further discussion? I have a question. Does the city have any old photos of the property? Like what it looked like when the house was there, maybe? So somebody could envision it without all that stuff there? Yeah, there's there's probably something someplace around the historical society probably has a lot of yeah that might not, that's that's not a bad idea i don't know if they have we we don't want to we don't want a recent photo back in 2000 no no i find in our you know collective g drive the fire we definitely don't want yeah, to go photo. Photo. i would mean, not 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 a not a good look but i think um, Jump in that king, yeah, sorry. Yeah. We got a hot deal on this property. So recently you haven't talked to any developers or anything yet either. I've spoken to a few developers. I uh, had the, the apartment there on a level mile. I spoke with that party. Uh, I think it's an eight-unit apartment or Whatever I'm by later. And he wasn't too interested. Um is it it's a different type of property. It really is. It's a very odd shape. 
Um, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to get treated on a property line. We, we do have a few of them already. They were built back in the fifties where they have a, they just couldn't put a house. There. It was too small to put in a house, but, um, you know, I, I think the chances are good that it will sell, but again, clearing that brush, we've been talking about that since uh, January. Can we go on Google and type in, house in the woods, Laker village? Uh, and then click on that, uh, click on images. Um, they have some beautiful photos in there. Okay. So, Thank you. Any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Council Member Kinez? Yes. Council Member Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Council Member Jennings? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Can I make a procedural comment before we Sure. Um, and, and Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, I know in our, our trainings, we've been told not to do so moved and that the motion should actually be specifically stated. Is that correct? Yeah, if you could, uh, it, it assists the clerk in the preparation of the minutes that if the if the media, uh, if the motion could be stated out. Next, we have the Oakland County assessing contract. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you John. Okay, the assessing contract is before you, um, as you notice, uh, the memo that is there uh, shows a 4% increase this year between the real property rates and uh, from last year and this year and uh, the personal property rates. Um, real property was 1484 per parcel and 1319 per um, parcel for personal. Um, and this uh, contract now for 2223, takes real property rates up to $15.43 and personal property rates up to $13.72. Um, so those are charged per parcel where applicable here in the county. And again, uh, we had uh, the assessing services with Oakland County. We have the GIS map that's provided to us, um, uh, great services through that. So uh, the recommendation is to approve uh, the contract with Oakland County for uh, assessing. Thank services. you. And I'll add to that too. They also handle all the small claims and residential appeals, uh, and they do uh, work with my office for any commercial appeals. That's okay. part of this agreement. Thank you. Who would like to make a motion or someone make a motion? A motion to approve. Motion to approve the Oakland County assessing contract. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any additional uh, or is there any discussion? Yes. I would like to know what does this process look like? What do they base our values on? I know that our properties have been undervalued over the years as compared to other communities. And so I just wonder how our rates are determined and then who in the city is responsible for monthly updates to the county. Are you talking monthly effort dates on the building permits? Because they are they, normally the building permits are set by the building department monthly. For any new additions or any um, work that's done, new roofs, any of that is done by the building department monthly. And the other question you had was on how the rates in that. Yeah, what should the process look like? Do you I would have to talk to the assessor. I could probably try to get the assessor in here and have her maybe come in for a meeting. That would be, I mean, we came to 
I do think too, um, when property uh, values are set um, because of Headley and uh, the state tells you what you can and cannot increase by, um, uh, we can't look at uh, a neighboring property and say, oh, their property values are so much higher. We have beautiful homes here. I would love to have higher property values. I'm sure everybody would, except for the taxes that go along with it. Um, but uh, we can't make increases substantially to be comparable to other communities because we are capped at what we can uh, raise prices or increases even uh, you know we're it's a, it's dictated to us how much of an increase um, many communities are one percent per year um, to be able to increase your value so that kind of keeps us limited where we're at well except uh, when there's a, a sale except and when there's a when sale up and that's where I've noticed that we haven't kept up with them. again I we have a very high high tax rate and so that really impacts new residents but right. um you know, and, and that's a good question. And there have been a lot of, um, you know, things about perceptions of our community and that kind of thing. So, like, I really, I don't know how to Okay. Any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Council Member Kinez. Yes. Council Member Miller. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Council Member Jennings. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next, we have the Oakland County Animal Control proposal. Okay, I apologize. I did not get a memo done on this one, um, uh, but there are um, some notes that I, I put together um, in the little summary sheet that I did give you um, that we did have a proposal that was submitted to us by Oakland County Animal Control um, and that they will uh, take over doing all responses for animal control, any calls, um, to pick up strays or injured uh, animals or responses to animal bites um, and that they will incur those costs. The caveat is to that, that um, they also will pick up any of the licensing fees that we uh, obtain throughout the year. So revenue last year was $1,175 for dog and cat licenses. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a cat license before, but for, for those licenses, um, and uh, expenses were $790.53. So the cost and the time that it takes from our police department in order to respond to those when we're already so tightly limited uh, in, in numbers of staff there, it really makes sense to go ahead and honor this uh, agreement with Oakland County and let them handle all of the calls for animal control in our, in our city. The only thing that we would be responsible for would be dead deer. Um, DPS would still have to go out and take care of that. Um, if something was in the road, um, we'd have to pick that up. But otherwise, strays and uh, any other types of calls that we normally would put through animal control would be handled by Oakland County. Okay. I'll make a motion to uh, approve an agreement with Oakland County, with the Oakland County, uh, Oakland, approve the Oakland County uh, animal control proposal. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Yeah, well, it looks like just in total, I mean, our total expenditure looks like it's almost $3,400 when you include officer time. So it looks like a no-brainer. And then we lose $1,175 in revenue, but we reduce our expenses by almost $3,400. So it seems, seems pretty straightforward. That's correct. We do spend a significant amount of time with this. 
the big one is that we do uh, locate a dog that we, we're taking an officer to convey him all the way up to Pontiac. Right. And then the city incurs any costs if that uh, owner is not located. So uh, plus with that, we, we don't have a vehicle that's outfitted for animals. So we're putting them in backseat, which causes problems at times. <laughs> <laughs> and so then a resident would just simply still call um, to the they police? They would still call. I'm sure that we would still respond would also trigger a response for animal control okay. in Oakland County, and we could assist them, but that would be their primary job. Okay. Also looks good in the fact that residents can get a three-year license, too, mm -hmm. at, a, at a discounted rate, so and they still come up here city. every year. And they still right. come up here through the city. We just, city. Okay. And, and the other one is we currently don't have a program to uh, assist residents with bats and raccoons and stunks. Right. So the fact that the county will respond to that. Madam Mayor, I did have a question for the chief. Okay. Um, do you know if they're also going to be handling the issuance of citations under state law for, for dogs at large or um, Great dangerous animals? I will find that out. I can't answer that right okay. now. But that's a potential another. Right now, if uh, ordinance or if an officer writes a ticket for one of our ordinance violations, then that's a cost to the city as well because it's being prosecuted by, by me. Whereas if it's written by animal control, those are those costs are prosecuted by the county oh. prosecutor's office. You don't get the revenue from the court um, on the back side of it, but the uh, prosecution, the expense of, yeah. of writing the citation would be covered by the county. So and there's no need to modify the motion though regarding that or anything, right? No, I just it was a question. I mean, okay. I'm curious if they were gonna do it as part of the service or not. But could we uh get the answer and then bring it back to the table? Or, is it a significant? Oh. Uh, I'm saying it would be additional, additional cost savings. for the city. Yeah. Not oh, by not going through it. By not going through yeah. additional savings. I don't know, I'm saying, can we get the answer? But he if they don't offer the it. Well, animal control has the ability to write citations under state law. So it's, it would be a different law than our local ordinance. Um, however, they have that ability. And if, the question is if they're Going to be patrolling and enforcing in the city, then that would be um, the presumption is that they would write under their ordinances instead of ours. So I don't know that that's what this agreement entails or not, but right. So if I'm understanding it correctly, we're we're, we're still saving thirty four hundred dollars, and we could be saving more. Right. Uh, that's the issue. Yeah. We're not going to we're not going to save less. We're going to save more because we would, wouldn't have your time essentially. Right. And we don't have a, a lot of them that we, we do prosecute, but occasionally we do. And so it's just a thought. Our dog. Exactly. <laughs> Barb knows all too well. I so. do. Um, one quick question, Scott. Is this pretty typical of a year? Yes. It's That's what we average? Yes. Okay. Any other discussions? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Motion carried. Next, we have the confirmation of appointment of Calda London for city clerk. Um, I have had the opportunity, I know it's a short time, um, but to observe Calda, and I, I think that she's continuing to grow in this role. Um, I know uh, there were concerns uh, that have been expressed, but um, I think she has stepped into this role for the last eight months willingly as the acting clerk. 
She's been taking training to uh, get her certified um, with Oakland County and with the state of Michigan to be able to administer elections. And uh, we will have Gloria Ford on site for the August and November election to also provide additional oversight. Um, Kelda is currently going through training to obtain her certified municipal clerk's designation um, and is a third of the way through that. And we are supporting her to continue doing that training. Um, additionally, her ability to stay so calm uh, is something that I, I try to glean very much from her on that. Uh, during interactions with citizens that come to the window um, or people that she's on the phone with, I think just uh, really speak to her um, her character um, and, and how level-headed she is in her responses. So um, looking at that, I know it's uh, something that from the city we seek hard to promote from within um, in the fact that Kelda stepped up to the plate um, and, and has so willingly taken this on for the last month. Um, she is my first choice to um, appoint as clerk for the city of Lathrop Village. Thank you. And I would ask that council, um, as part of that process, council is to affirm, um, you know, um, I can appoint people to positions, um, but the clerk is to be affirmed by council. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll make a motion. motion. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> go for it. Okay. Uh, make a motion to approve the confirmation of appointment for Kilda Lundy. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? So one, one thing I just wanted to mention to for residents who don't know, Gloria Harris, Ford, who you mentioned, who will be providing election assistance as the former clerk. It's a former clerk of, of the city of Lakeville Village. So. Thank you. And I have a question. Yes. Is there anything Kelda can't do? <laughs> um, no, I mean it, until she's certified. I mean she can do everything. Or what? What? She what is, is she? Is she limited? Elections here. Okay. Um, she is just working to obtain her designation as a certified municipal clerk. So th that sounds sounds kind of like it's in conflict with each other that she's certified by Oakland County and the state of Michigan, but there's further training that goes on to give her a plaque and an actual designation as a certified municipal clerk. And that's what she's continuing to do, um, attending trainings within the county um, and at the state level so that um, she continues to grow in her knowledge. And it's something that even once she becomes certified, has that designation from this organization, um, it's like uh, uh, Pam is a, uh, a treasurer here, but she goes to Michigan GFOA to become uh, certified through that or Michigan Municipal Treasurers Association, those types of things. Um, even though she's had that training, she continues to go on through that. So that's something that um, Kelda will continue to do as well. Um, it's just a, a part of the, the process. So she can do an election on her own. We wouldn't even have to have Gloria come in, but because it's still a, a new thing for her, it's just something to continue to build that foundation stronger for her that we're doing to bring that in. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Any further discussion? Go ahead. Yes, I'm sure Kelda is a lovely person, but I have some real concerns. I don't think that we can afford someone in, in training. Um, our 2021 elections were a mess that ended up costing the city over $25,000. That was because of lack of experience and training and 
um, some, you know, uh, unfamiliarity with some of the Michigan election law. Um, and so I'm very concerned about that. I think that we need someone who knows the law, um, someone that will make sure that the law is followed. Um, also, the city clerk is the point person on FOIA request. Um, and in studying the Freedom of Information Act 442 of 1976, um, it's clear that we are having some problems in not following the rules of that act. Um, I have filed multiple requests and paid fees, and still I haven't received anything. Um, so in that regard, I think that we need somebody that, that knows what that law is and what the requirements are and um, how to follow it. I think not doing so puts the city at risk. Um, to be honest, I think that I could probably go to circuit court right now and um, file a case. I'm not going to do that at this point, but um, that is a real concern. Um, and then I, um, I received some information, I don't know if it's true or not, that um, previously um, there was a, an effort to <clears throat> prevent this position from, from being filled. Um, and who's up that from? Because yeah. um, we would need to know facts. Because we're I mean, let's do some facts on this one. Yeah, if you don't just giving just giving us you know more information, please. Well, thank you. Supposedly there's something in personnel file, but I have been able to find it and unable. To and whose personnel file? And Kelda's yeah. personnel file. Yeah. Okay, so what is the something that I, you're saying? Okay, so that one thing that right. you, what um the one thing that we're going to say. Thank you for your opinion. Um, no one just for the residents' uh, knowledge, no one has applied for this job, number one. That's number one. Number two, when it came to the election, and I'm saying to everyone that was one mistake made, if I'm not mistaken, it, even if it, you know, I'm just going to say it was one mistake. Kelda acknowledged it, right? And it was covered. It had nothing to do with her knowing of the uh, election laws which the election laws actually were followed. They just weren't followed to your liking. So that was the difference of that one. Okay. And so I don't think that is really fair to um, disparage someone like that when what you're saying is not entirely true. So um, I, 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 I apologize for that because I know um, most of it was not, the majority, if not 99.98% of it was not your fault for how that election um, was handled. So um, I just wanted to clear that up and make sure that that was on record. But if you have anything well, else that is factual. And yeah. I'd also like to clear up a, a lot of the, the delays in the FOIA were because the FOIA has kept changing and the city attorney can verify that. Yeah, this um, and, you know, every time she changed the FOIA, it starts a new FOIA request. So again, that has nothing to do with the clerk. It has everything to do with, out, with not following the appropriate FOIA procedures, which the, I'm which sorry, the, which I the attorney has... July first. Do I ever interrupt you? I never interrupt you. Can I talk, please? Which the which the city attorney um, has has told us many times that the FOIA the FOIA process was not followed, and that's why there were delays, not because of the clerk. I filed a FOIA request on July first. I have received nothing except that it was showed to Pam, and that's it. And it is July twenty fifth. 
nothing, nothing in writing, nothing about the credit card documentation. So I filed that in March, didn't get anything, filed it again, July 1st, received no response. I paid $248 for information on the infrastructure committee, and I still have not received that. That was initially filed March 31st. So technically, again, again, it sounds like you filed a FOIA, quick response, because I know she responded to something because I have a CC'd on it, and I know she did. Um, and then it's given to her boss, who would be the person that would have to give her the information. So again, it's not the clerk. If we have an issue, it well, that, needs to go to those three that were sitting right there, not the clerk. And we're only talking about the clerk right now. But according to the FOIA Act, we have to have a designated person who handles FOIAs, and that is our city clerk. Absolutely. And again, yes. listen, what I'm saying is that the clerk acknowledges that they get the but FOIA, which I have that email, which I can show you that one. Because so I do have, I know there's so many, but I have the email on that one that she acknowledged it. And then she has to get the information from her bosses to be able to give you the information. And so where the breakdown is, is between those three right there that did not give it. It has nothing to do with the clerk. And all I'm trying to do is just keep us right on task of for this particular position for the clerk. Right. And, and now clerk. that we have a new city uh, administrator, I'm sure because you've decided to appoint her, we'll be doing oversight for the city clerk. Correct? Okay. Anything else? Okay. Roll call, please. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Councilmember Canez. Yes. Councilmember Miller. No. Motion carried. Thank you. Next up is the Act 51 Street, the motion to adopt the resolution for designation of street administrator. All right. You have a motion before you um, to uh, list me as the street administrator, um, uh, list me being uh, the city administrator, Sue Montenegro, as the street administrator. Um, MDOT requires that uh, the governing body designates a single administrator uh, for the street administrator uh, program. And that is the resolution that is before you tonight. Thank you. I'll make a motion to adopt the attached resolution to designate Susan Montenegro, our city administrator, as the street administrator for the city of Lakewood Village. Second. Second. Uh, the motion to adopt the attached resolution to designate Susan Montenegro, city administrator, as the street administrator for the city of Lakewood Village has been moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? Yes. You can go ahead. Um, I'm all for you being the, uh, what is it? Whatever you will be. I just want to make sure that when you are in the meetings that you push for uh, the guardrails, when you make your contact with MDOT, push for the guardrails to be replaced on the crossovers for 696 uh, for Santa Barbara. Yes, and an 11 mile. Thank you, that is all I have. It's been that way for a little while. Yeah. Yep, well. The date is December 20th, 2021. Uh, 
just hit typo. Hit the typo. You can correct that. Thank you. Any other discussion? Who is currently the? I am. I was. Any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Council Member Jennings? Yes. Mayor Potem Cantor? Yes. Council Member Kinez? Yes. Council Member Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next up is the appointment of the SACWA representative and alternate. It might sound like it's a, like we just did this and we did, but we're changing it again. So, well, um, amending it. it it's a uh, motion before you, uh, the resolution to appoint me as the uh, voting representative and Susie Steck as the alternate um, to have staff involved in that um, and uh, to bring the reports back uh, to council uh, from the meetings that we attend. Uh, SACWA is our, oh, let me see if I get this right. Don't, don't try to help me yet. Um, it is South Oakland County, County Water Authority. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Okay. I should know what I'm talking about if I'm going to be appointed to it. Right. Um, so I know that this had been done before, um, but it's just, uh, putting staff in those positions. Correct. I'll make a motion to adopt the attached resolution to appoint uh, Susan Montenegro as our SACWA representative and uh, Susie Steck as our SACWA alternate. Second. It's been moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? Yes, as the SACWA representative for the past seven months, I'm wondering why this change is being made. Um, when I did start attending. SACWA was totally unaware of our $1.44 million water loss that we've had since 2017. So um, it just seems that perhaps uh, having more people involved, there are other communities that do have council people as their representatives. So it was brought up um, to um rather, excuse me, to go back the way that it was, where it was always a staff person. It was a city administration, administrator and a staff person that um, was the representatives for SACWA and for SACRA. And so uh, it was asked whether or not we should put uh, the city administrator back into that position and keep it as staff. And I agreed. And so that's why we are where we're at today. Changing. I disagree. I mean, this, that's it. So that's why we're at. What's wrong with changing it? Nothing's wrong with changing it. Change is good. I, right. So changing it to not being staff. But I mean, it was great as a council person to be able to go out and get information that we don't receive here. So that was a really good. Did we get any Panavish reports from Sakura? Sakura? Uh, I did give reports. Uh, I was just asking a question because I just I couldn't remember. So yeah, yes, I did give reports. Oh, okay. Any other discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Nope. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you.
Next up is the appointment for Sakra representative in alternate. So Sakra is, I have to read this one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, is the Southeastern Oakland Resource Recovery Authority. And that is for our recycling and our refuse pickup. Um, and again, it is to list uh, me, Susan Montenegro, as the city administrator, as a representative on this board in Susan Steck as the alternate for the city of Lakerup Village. Thank you. Who would like to make the motion? I'll make a motion to adopt the attached resolution to appoint Susan Montenegro as our SACRA representative and Susie Steck as our, I'm sorry, Barb's Barb, no, I'm sorry, Susie, Susie Steck. I, I saw it on here, yeah, I saw Barb's name on here and it threw me for a second. And Susie Steck as uh, our uh, SACRA, uh, SACRA alternate. Second. Is the moved and second? Is there any discussion? No, I'm hearing none. Roll call, please. Councilmember Kinez. Yes. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Mayor Potem Cantor. Yeah. Motion carried. Okay. Next is um, the resident petition to establish a special assessment district. Okay, I handed out uh, a memo just prior to um, council meeting on that. Um, petition was received from property owners on El Dorado Place between 11 Mile and Meadowbrook Way requesting to enter into a cost-sharing agreement uh, that would be equally split with the city of Lathrop Village to pave the existing dirt road. Um, there were two options uh, and cost estimates that were submitted by Gibbles Webster for this, uh, with costs ranging from $132,000 to $180,000, depending on which option was chosen. Um, and that cost uh, re uh, then relates to uh, each of the property owners out there to either $6,000 or $8,200 per home over a 10-year period to pay that back. Um, and this is kind of the first step in that program. And Scott, I'm going to let you address anything that I'm leaving out of this, of the special assessment district. Um, but one of the, the first step is to have the public hearing to establish uh, the, the special assessment, assessment district. And then um, there will be further hearings that uh, have to deal with setting up the, the special assessment role um, for that district and um, other items that... Uh, Scott established in there, listed in there. Um, I don't know if there are any other questions or Scott, if you want to add any more to that. I'll just give a, a real brief overview of the process for those those that are new to it. Uh, chapter 58 of our code of ordinances deals specifically with the special assessment process. And there's two ways that a special assessment in essence can be started. Uh, one is on initiative of the council and the other is upon receipt of a petition from, the rep, from a group of residents that are interested in uh, a public improvement uh, that would directly benefit their property. So the city has received that. Um, the next step, as, as Sue indicated, is that uh, scheduling it for the first public hearing, which is a, a hearing on advisability. There are certain there's certain information that council will have to have before it can confirm a rule and, and actually institute a special assessment. Um, there, there's five things. And one of it is the, uh, the nature and the extent of the improvement. Uh, as well as any alternative uh, methods for achieving that improvement. Uh, and a lot of this stuff has already been included in their petition and, and the information that's been submitted, but I will state it just so that uh, everyone's clear. 
Um, the other one is creating a tentative district, which is the properties to be included in the special assessment, uh, the costs that are associated, again, this information has been provided, um, and then uh, actual scheduling a date public hearing, it looks like it's proposed for August 15th, and then actual sending of the notice of that. Um, under our ordinance, the council can require that the residents uh, front okay over there yeah. <laughs> right. the resident uh, council can require the residents to fund the cost of the special assessment publication fees or they can waive that cost so i would um the, the next step would then be uh, have the first public hearing at which point in time uh council will receive those cost estimates receive input from any members of the district or otherwise that uh, have any comments, questions, concerns about the proposal, the cost, uh, the alternatives, or um, the district itself. And at the conclusion of that first public hearing, council will adopt or potentially could adopt a resolution that says either yes or no and directs the treasurer to, your flies over here now, directs the treasurer to uh, certify the role and uh, then it will be scheduled for a second public hearing to hear objections on the, the role. That public hearing would be limited to, I feel like Mike Pence right now. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the second public hearing is limited, objections are limited to individuals that have been identified as part of the role. And the basis for that objection would be that they're, they're improperly included in that role. The conclusion of the second hearing of council is satisfied at that point they would then adopt a resolution establishing the, the district authorizing the project to proceed and, and the period of time with which the residents would pay back their share of the project it's a brief overview of the process uh from the perspective of a fly so yeah. <laughs> all right thanks I'll, for sending them over to me Appreciate you're it. welcome I'll, I'll go ahead and make a motion here. It's 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 a long motion because we're doing this because it's it's being done ver via an initiatory petition versus a resolution. The motion is, is quite long, but uh, um, I'm going to uh, propose that the uh, uh, the city council direct the city administrator to prepare or cause to be prepared the tentative nature and extent of the proposed public improvement and any alternatives which may be considered. Um, the city council directs the city administrator to prepare or cause to be prepared the tentative outer limits of the proposed special assessment district or alternative alternate districts. The city administrator shall make a report to city council which recommends what proportion of the cost should be paid by special assessment and what part, if any, should be a general obligation to the city, the number of installments in which the assessment may be paid, and the residential lots and commercial properties which should be included in the special assessment district. The report of the city administrator shall be filed with the city clerk for presentation to city council on August 15, 2022, and such a report shall be available for public examination. On August 15, 2022, at the public hearing on advisability of proceedings, the city council shall receive cost estimates and hear from any and all interested parties as to all matters bearing upon the nature and extent of the public improvement, the scope of the district, and all other matters affecting advisability of proceedings. All property owners who desire to object in writing shall be afforded an opportunity to do so to, about prior to the close of the hearing. The public hearing scheduled on advisability of proceedings shall be properly noticed stating the time and place of the hearing and shall be published once in a newspaper circulated in the city not less than 10 days prior to the date of such hearing. The notice shall also be sent to the city clerk, shall also be sent by the city clerk, uh, first class mail to each owner of the properties 
property subject to assessment. I have a second. <laughs> Did you get all that, Kelda? <laughs> yes. You're, you're, you're recording it, right? I have a second. Second. It's been moved to second. Is there any discussion? And this is just to set the hearing date for August 15th during our regular council meeting. Just the one thing that you you mentioned in in your um, description, Sue. You said depending you know, the, the the cost depending on which option is chosen, which option is chosen. That's actually a cost range. Cost range. Because um, the 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 core sampling that was done a few years ago indicates that the um, that the the street would need to be done via one A reconstruction, which is the more expensive reconstruction. Um, however, the city engineer has indicated the success that they had on Meadowbrook with the, the firmness of, of the road and the proximity. They believe that some of it might actually get away with the less less costly 1B. Okay. So they feel that it'll be a range. So, so it, it, the, the, the cost, that's really a range of, of best possible case to worst possible case. Okay. Any further discussion? I ask a question about that. Is that why it went from $293,501 when you were comparing it with Meadowbrook? No, because the residents uh, who filed the uh, initiatory petition um, have filed it for um, El Dorado from uh, 11 mile to Meadowbrook and not 11 mile all the way to California. So it's just for a portion? It's for, for the one segment of, of, uh, of, of uh, El Dorado. Any further discussion? Pam, did you get did you find what you were looking for? I found a portion of it. Um, the last time we paved a, a residential road, because we have done some other special assessments, but those have been parking lots and things like that, was 2004, and it was lacrosse. It was between Woodworth and Santa Barbara. The residents on that one paid um, a total of $15,275. They each were assessed $2,182. So um, I did not find the paperwork where it was a 50-50 split, but I'm assuming that that road was more than 15,000. So I'm assuming it's a, but I would have to look further. You, um, if this was brought to me prior to tonight's meeting, I could have found all the information. But this is what I found um, just offhand, and it was only seven homeowners on this one. And then just one other question. Do we t did we give them a 10-year? Yes, payback because that is what's in the um, charter of the ordinance. That's the max. max. It could be up to 10 years. So it'll vary depending on the resident, or we have to it, we it have to agree on a time frame. Sold the special subsidy has to be paid off before the hospital. Right, but but it's, but it's uniform. All all the residents all have the same the exact same amount. So so for example, we we did a uh, special assessment district for the Cambridge ditching project that was done this year, and they were all given 10 years to repay the uh, the cost. And then who pays it up front? And is it going to come out of that money you said we have for roads? Yeah, so so this is this is not a general fund expenditure. This would be an expenditure out of the local road fund. The local road fund, um, you know, we've been saving our money in the local road fund for projects like this. Um, we have about $450,000 in, in the local road fund. Um, and so uh, it would come out of that. And the Again, special assessment money would go back into the local road fund. We essentially get reimbursed. 
And do some residents pay it all up front or do okay. they usually drag it out for the no, tenure? Some do, it just depends on, because I did have a few that paid it up front or paid it very quickly off because they didn't want to pay it up interest on Thank you. Because there is interest over the 10 years. Any oh, other? one more. You just forgot. Okay. And it's 30% of the residents have to be in agreement? No, 70%. Oh, 70% oh, yeah. so oh, have to. Okay. On the petition, it's that 70% of the property owners have to uh, agree with the project. At, at any point during the process, the city receives 30% of the uh, property owners in the proposed district objections, then the, then the process stops. My my understanding. And this, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm, I'm, and this is all of the people. On the second page, it says So, was there anybody who didn't? So, oh, so these are all the houses, and there are two that did not. Right. So, my understanding gotcha. of the residents was that um, there was one person who who objected, and the only other person who didn't sign it because that house was a, a rental, and they couldn't find the owner. Okay. Thank you. Any other discussion? <laughs> uh, take a motion on just, uh, no, no, we'll the motion. I'm sorry. I know. Still with me. <laughs> a roll call to set the public hearing date for August 15th. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Motion. Thank you. The next one is remote meeting access for public participation. Um, I don't really have any, I don't see anything in our packet. No, or, we had discussed that um, at the study session, so I didn't know if you would have anything for directive on that uh, other than to come back with a, um, a plan. And I think uh, Jim and I are going to have more information that we will bring to you at uh, the August meeting. I don't think that there's anything that we can do because no, still, that there, okay. there's no we'll action to be taken on. Moving along. Uh, the quote for the air conditioning coils and condenser repair. Um, yes, you have a quote in your packet uh, for $12,843. Um, you notice a, a huge difference tonight from the last time that you have been in this room. Um, uh, yes, we're freezing. <laughs> short sleeve because of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and uh, stuff went out last week, and it was intolerable or intolerable in in yes, all of that. Yes, all of those adjectives. Yes, yes. Poor um, right. Susie uh, is uh, basically the only one that works up here during the week, um, and she just could not survive up here during the week last week, and ended up working from home for a couple of days because of the extreme heat. Um, and when we called uh, Denny's in to come in and not not Denny's, the restaurant, but Denny's Heating and Cooling um, to come in and take a look at the air conditioning unit, uh, which has been part of the budget process. Also, um, uh, they discovered that the condenser coils uh, were uh, had holes in them. Uh, so that's why it was not functioning properly. So a portion of that has been fixed, which has helped us um, and I kind of made the call on that to go ahead and get stuff ordered um, to bring it to you because we had been already uh, discussing this in uh, budget stuff and everybody was very well aware of how it had not been working. Uh, but this is uh, a motion before you tonight to approve this uh, quote for the work to be done 
and they will be, um, the price includes uh, recovering the refrigerant uh, from both circuits, remove and replace both liquid line uh, filter dryers and condenser fan motor, capacitor and blade, evacuate the systems and charge with refrigerant and make sure that the unit is totally operational. So um, that is before you tonight in the amount of $12,843. Okay, I have a motion. Motion to approve the quote uh, from Denny's uh, for the air conditioning coils and condenser repair and everything else to mention. <laughs> second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion, which I have once I know that's probably burning in everyone else's mind too. Were there three uh, quotes for this? There were not three quotes for this um, simply because of the nature. I know that's normally outside of uh, things, but with the, the extreme temperatures that we were having, um, it was something that had to be dealt with. So um, we do have the authority in those types of situations to make that call and uh, I will take the heat on that unintended um, uh, for that. So um, I did make that call to go ahead and, and authorize Denny's and they have been the ones that have been working with us uh, historically anyway on this. When we um, purchased the new rooftop units, Denny's was the one that um, put them in and they have been doing all the maintenance on them since we got the new rooftops. They also have um, the system that's on my computer that um, I can operate the heating and cooling systems within on the computer. So um, can't operate them any other way than on the computer. So they, they've already uh, worked on um, the air conditioning right, and started here already. And then it was an emergency situation. Correct. And this is already really ordered. Yeah. So, I no, you have not ordered. Well, tomorrow morning. To, the work has been started um, on it. Um, in what they did is they had to um, come in last week, and I told them we had council tonight. So I asked them if they could look at the units and see what was going on. Um, they have holes in the coils, so they tried to weld them the holes up. They at one of them. About 95% closed. It still has a slow leak in it. So it's not going to be something that's going to hold out very long. Um, they said that sometimes it could, but it might not. The other one, they could not close up at all because they are aluminum. They said they don't know why they don't make them out of copper anymore, but they made them out of aluminum and you cannot weld those together. So they did, I did ask them to put the, um, the liquid back into the machine or into the thing so that we could at least get air in up here. They did tell me that it probably is not going to last. So that's why we went with a quote from them to see if we could get them out here or get it. They told me it could take four to six weeks to get the parts because they have to make these coils for us. Okay. That's what I was told when I had them. And it was an emergency that they came out for us to get this done. So Okay, thank you. Yeah. Any other discussion? I'm just looking. The parts might arrive in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we have a warm hope, hope the weld holds. Yeah. <laughs> right. Any other um, discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tim Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Um, what was added to our agenda was um, OPEB. 
It was OPEP. Okay. Oh, I thought you did that. So I'm sorry. Got we're doing MERS yep. first. Okay, MERS. This is um, the defined contribution plan adoption agreement. Um, part of my contract was that I asked to be vested immediately for my uh, retirement contributions um, that the city is doing on my behalf, as well as well whatever I contribute, I, I get to keep no matter what. But uh, I tend, intend to be here for a good long time. But if something happened to me, um, my family would not. Uh, lose the portion that the city is putting in. So one of the, the questions that was asked um, was how much the cost was and if it was under a certain threshold um, that it would be approved. Um, well, the good news is we found out this does not cost anything to create this group. So it's just, uh, this is just basically uh, giving the, the, the mayor authority to sign this document and submit it back to her. Kind of bossy for one day. For one week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll make a motion to approve the MERS defined contribution plan adoption agreements for Susan Montenegro. Need a second? Second. It's been moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Council Member Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Council Member Kinez? Yes. Council Member Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next is OPEB. Next is the OPEB. Um, this is SIBA's uh, Benefits and Insurance Services. This is to do our evaluation uh, for OPEB for retirement. Um, and uh, Pam, I don't know if you want to speak a little bit more to this. Um, it was addressed a little bit in the, the study session, but uh, just for anybody else that's here. Um, if you want to give a little more background on that. Um, for the people or for the residents that don't know, OPEB is the other um, post-employee benefit that is for the retirement um, medical that um, when you retire, which we no longer have other than there's um, going to be two active employees that still have that, but the rest of them are all retired now, uh, that the city will pay for the um, medical when they retire and every year when it comes to the audit we have to do a, a valuation and um, they have to um, so we have to have an company do that and um, back in Chosita's uh, when we first had to do that because you have to follow the GASBs and those are the accounting standards and um, so the GASBs is having us do this evaluation and then once we do the evaluation they um the council or it goes to the um, audit and then we have to do um, postings into the into our um, financial spreadsheet for that. So um, that's why we have to have this company do our evaluation for us. So we got that slide here today. <laughs> I'll make a motion to approve the agreement um, with CETA's benefits and insurance services for uh, the evaluation. Second. It's been moved in second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. City Administrator Report. All right. I have written some stuff down. If I can find the paper I wrote it on, that will be the next thing. Okay. Um, 
first of all, I would love to tell, I would love, I will tell you all, it's not that I would love to, I will tell you all so far, I have met with four of the council members uh, here. I just have one with Jalen tomorrow that um, I will get to meet and have dinner. I have had such an enjoyable time getting to spend time with each of you and getting to know you better. And I uh, had a wonderful dinner party at uh, Barb's house. I had a lovely evening uh, with Bruce and his wife and his dogs. Um, that was amazing. I had an amazing breakfast uh, with Mayor Kelly. And uh, I had an amazing dinner with Karen in, uh, at, at the grill up here. And I will have another amazing dinner with Jalen at the grill. So um, I just, I really appreciate the time getting to know each of you. I really think it is so important uh, to build the relationships between the administrator and council um, individually, because it, it really takes, here I am with my, my whatever isms, uh, it takes a village, it really does, you know, and this is Lathrop Village after all. So um, it, it's really important that we all work really well together. Um, I, Karen is working very hard to get me connected to more people out in the community, and I just can't express how much that really means to me. I really am truly 100% honest and transparent that it's very important for me to get to know people in the community. I really want to be integrated here, um, and, and it's important for that. So thank you so much. Um, Second thing is, thank you very much for allowing me to go to uh, the Michigan Municipal Executives uh, Conference last week. Uh, the training that is uh, provided there and the networking is so wonderful. I did do a little retail therapy uh, while I was there, so got to support the local community. Um, but I really enjoy that you guys really uh, support training and I pass that on to my staff as well. I believe training is so important because it just helps to equip us uh, to be better at what we're doing here. Um, I want to let you know that uh, we have posted for the deputy treasurer position that that posting is open until August 5th uh, and we'll be holding um, interviews. I do have a couple of applicants already um, uh, so I'm excited about that. We will be posting for the code enforcement position because right now we do have somebody that is stepping into that, but is not long-term. So we do need to fill that position. Um, and then uh, my future reports, I want, I, I plan to get this going, um, but I will have a detailed report that will have all of the projects that we have currently going in the city, things that are tied to our CIP, um, uh, our capital improvement plan um, and uh, staff updates, those types of things so that you know if we've gone to training, whatever those things are. And if you see something else that you'd like to have on that report, please let me know. Um, but I will plan to have that for you for the August uh, meeting. Um, and then uh, just a couple of other things. I really encourage you if you have questions about uh, uh, any of the meeting materials, give me a call, let me know if I can help you uh, bring answers. Uh, at least it gives us uh, the ability to have uh, information available um, rather than scrambling at the last minute, trying to come up with uh, uh, the answers that, that you're seeking. Um, I really kind of, or I really do want to be uh, useful in that, uh, in that respect. And then um, I would encourage training for you as council members. I think it's important for you to continue to do that no matter how 
uh, new or how experienced you are in the roles, it's very, very vital that you continue to get training in your positions that you're in because it really helps you as a council member to understand what you're what you're here doing and in, in accomplishing. And if I can be helpful in any of that, please, please let me know because I would love to do that. Um, and then just one other thing, just to reiterate, um, it's it's very important uh, that any conversations um, come to me directly instead of going to our contractors. I, I really think that that's important. Uh, that's my role as, um, city administrators to be the interface there. Um, it should not be coming from any of the council members at all. Um, and uh, again, I'm happy to answer any questions you have and to be helpful in that respect. But uh, that is my role as the administrator. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here to serve this community. Thank you, community members. I look forward to working with you and uh, to my amazing staff that I have that has been helping pull me out of the weeds and keep me floating in this deep end that I'm in right now. So um, I just, I really enjoy uh, the time that I've been here so far and I'll stop talking because I'll just be talking all night. I told you that during my uh, interview. my interview that I talked too much. So anyway, but thank you. Thank you. I don't talk a lot, nothing for me. <laughs> Any reports from boards, commissions or committees? Yeah, I've got I've got two. Uh, so the planning commission, our, our our meeting last week was was canceled, um, but it was rescheduled for this coming Tuesday, uh, tomorrow at seven p.m. Seven p.m. Right, seven p.m. Um, and the main item on the agenda uh, for that meeting is to review the site plan for uh, a new Panera Bread. Um, so I invite and encourage anybody who's interested to show up for that meeting. Um, also wanted to give a, a very brief infrastructure uh, update. Um, the um Karen, you had asked earlier about water loss. Um, we are waiting for a proposal uh from OHM uh to help uh, assist us with the process of uh swapping our 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 meter out at 11 and Southfield, which which the, their analysis feels is oversized and could be a, a, a what was that? I'm trying to think their exact words 95% probability, I think is what they said. Uh, is the the issue uh, behind our water loss is that the meter is oversized and we need to have a smaller meter. So um, I did actually email with, with Sue earlier today um, uh, asking that, that we kind of ping OHM to uh, uh, get them on the ball there because not to use another bad pun, but every day we wait is water down the drain. Um, <laughs> so um, and then in the interim, I just wanted to over the last couple months, we have found a few items um that uh, have been contributing to our water loss they're not smoking guns but every bit helps and and i think uh, uh some of these things will will actually help uh, will, will be noticeable in the in the water report uh once once they work their way through it but um the first is is uh, michigan first we had a um water meter that was installed by michigan first uh, but it was never registered on our system and we found that i think month or two ago two, a couple months ago. months ago yeah i, did I asked about that month i asked ago. about it about six six eight months ago um and um so we have backfilled them the, the, the meter was running and calculating the water it just wasn't registered so we didn't have the um uh the, the actual numbers to, to, to bill them so that they've been given a thirty-five thousand dollar bill um so that will will uh will get, be getting reimbursed for that um, the new apartment, new apartment complex over an 11 mile, same, same kind of issue. Uh, we've been having trouble 
getting in there because we're, what we're trying to figure out is whether or not it's it's one meter for the whole complex or, or individual meters for the, for the residents. So I know Pam is, is working with the owners to try to get in there and, and, and get that started. So it sounds like a very similar situation to um, uh, Michigan First. And then um, our DPW uh, last week discovered uh, on a unused field or a, a not often used field in over at the high school uh, that there was a two inch pipe that was was leaking pretty badly. So that's been fixed and repaired. Prior to the year. Yeah, pri yeah, prior to, well, it wouldn't be getting a water loss if it wasn't yeah, prior to the meter. Yeah. So, so, um, so that was pri prior to the meter. Um, and then the only other thing uh, that I've got going on there is, and I've talked about this in, in prior meetings, is, um, um, you know, we had, for the capital improvement bond, we had budgeted money to replace the water meters, and we're, you know, obviously rethinking that, um, given that, that, you know, our, our thought back then was the, the thinking that that was probably the, the smoking gun for our water loss. Um, but part of that um, uh, money that we budgeted associated with the water meters was to also improve the water reading technology to go to a centralized system so we can actually sit here um, and, and get all the water bills. Residents will have a near real-time capability of reading their water bills so we can detect leaks faster and uh, other issues um, as opposed to having somebody drive around and do all the reads, uh, which which is about 50 uh, person days a year at least. Um, so uh, we've been waiting for the uh, estimate from the, the, the vendor. Uh, the infrastructure team has been working on that. And uh, I did ping them again uh, this week, or, I'm sorry, last week, and they are running way behind on doing these estimates because it's a, it's a very labor-intensive uh, labor process. Um, and they're hoping to get that to us soon. Thank you. I have a question about the swapping out the meter. Um, you mentioned that this issue started when our, our meter at 12 Mile Southfield, where the lines were cut, and then we switched to 11 Mile Southfield. Who was responsible for cutting that? Why was that not prepared? So, so the the so I so from talking to Sakwa, um, it's 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 not 100 percent clear which of the reasons that we've been told for, for the switchover, um, at least I haven't been able to figure out which of the reasons is, is the accurate. It's probably a little bit of both, but, but one was um, what we were told by, uh, I think it was Bob Jakovich was that, uh, who's the Sakwa uh, rep, um, was that due to the, the, the water coming in at, at, at the 12 and, ever, uh, 12 and Southfield meter is much higher pressure than the water that comes in at 11 in Southfield. And it was, I guess at the, at the time it was felt that um, uh, that was having a lot to do with a lot of the water breaks that we were having in that, the water main breaks that we were having in that section of the city. Um, so I was told that, I don't know when, I, I never, I don't know if I was here on council at that point, or if I was, I don't remember hearing anything. I don't know if you remember hearing anything about I that. I also, because, um... Council member Miller asked about the who cut the line or whatever. Well, well the line is it a different was, issue. It was done when the lights were put in there by when, when, when the mast arms were, yeah. were put in. So, so, sure so who yeah. made the decision that they wouldn't repair them? Right? So 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 we we so we in part as part of our water loss investigation, we learned that about a year ago that the um that the line had been cut um by the I think it was M dot or it was by I, yeah well, whoever was installing the right whoever was installing the mask yeah. and it, and it's not a um you know just a plug it back in kind of thing under because it's evolved under the road so it requires significant construction 
So um, we, the infrastructure team, uh, again, um, has talked to SACWA. SACWA has committed to replacing the meter. They ordered the meter, uh, or, ordered a new meter and installed, reinstalled the power. Um, they ordered the meter about, I think it was like three months ago or something. And, and again, I also emailed Sue as part of the transition to follow up with uh, um, SACWA to find out what's going on with, with that meter. Can, can you investigate why something wasn't done when that happened? Uh, at either the last meeting or the meeting before there was a contractor that cut the line at 12 mile and Northwestern and that was handled immediately. The contractor was responsible for taking care of it. They had just refinished that road. Y'all had to be dug up and whatever, but they were on top of it immediately. So we find yeah, out why I, this was. I we, we can try. I mean, that we were trying and the or OHM was trying to find out for us. And it might have, you know, it's very possible that what what had happened was, you know, maybe what Sakwa said was was accurate in terms of there was a decision made to um turn it off and go to not not cut the power, but turn the meter off and let the water come in from the lower pressure side on 11 and Southfield. And then when the line got cut, we never knew about it because we weren't using that meter anymore. Okay. Is there is there going to be some kind of investigation to who's I mean, responsible and can someone pay us back? Something I mean, that goes, could be well as far as paying us back, I mean Sakwa has committed to putting a new meter in there and restoring power. So there's no cost to us to do that. Right. But I we mean, lost one point more than that, because that was last year, one point four million dollars. Right. Water that, loss. So like, well, it, I mean it, there, there, it's, you're, I think you're conflating two separate issues. The, 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 I think the water loss is a separate issue. So if we determine that the the meter at 11 and Southfield is oversized, mm -hmm. and we're and and that's the reason why we're we're paying for more than we're actually using. Then the next step in the process will be you know to get a statistician in here to do a statistical analysis and determine what the overbilling amount should be, and then we'll go back to Sakwa and say, hey, you know, we want 101.4 million dollars. But it actually won't be that much because that's the 1.4 million dollar figure. You know. Um, Includes not only the cost, but uh, the, the actual cost that we pay for the water, but it also includes. I mean, that's what that's a revenue base because that also includes the component for for meters, the component for capital improvement, the component for the, the, the city to run the system. Um, right, but it's a it's, right. In, our, in our audit. Yeah, exactly. In our audit, exactly. Like one point four million. Yeah, so that's plus, that's you know plus this year. And I think you know I think it was sent out to all the council the the email that I sent out. Updating the infrastructure team with everything that's going on, talked about that. Is that, that the next step, assuming this is the smoking gun, is to then begin to quantify the loss and go after reimbursement from that loss. Wow. You finished? Okay. Unfinished new business. Then public comment. Do you have anything that you would like to say? You can come to the computer if you're in-house. You're on Zoom. Obviously, can't come to the computer from that here. But um, Zoom, raise your hand, and we will let you in. I do have one um, public comment that was submitted online. Anyone from the public that wants to speak, please let us know. We're actually losing people. Anyone? Okay. What I have is from Jason Hammond. 
It says, I'm writing to the city council to express my continued concern about the unprofessional and bullying methods Councilwoman Miller continues to use when engaging with city staff and her fellow council members. In the city council study session of June 27, 2022, Ms. Miller informed interim city administrator Susie Stett that she had noticed some sidewalk flags on her property had been marked for inclusion in the city's sidewalk replacement program. Ms. Miller asked Ms. Steck to look into why they were marked. Ms. Miller's sidewalk had not previously been included as a property regarding sidewalk flags to be replaced. Obviously and rightfully, Ms. Miller wanted to know why her sidewalk was marked for replacement. On June 28th, Ms. Steck sent an email to Ms. Miller informing Ms. Miller that she had spoken with the city's engineers and discovered that a number of properties, including Ms. Miller's, have asphalt driveways that cover the sidewalk crossing the driveways. These properties were not identified for inclusion in the program during initial passes by Giffels Webster, Webster, but were identified during a subsequent pass of city sidewalks prior to the start of year two of the sidewalk replacement program. Ms. Steck also noted that asphalt covered sidewalks do not comply with the city's ordinance. In an email response to Ms. Steck, Ms. Miller noted her home has had asphalt covering her driveway since she moved into the home 32 years ago. Multiple sidewalk replacement programs and driveway recodings had not required her to replace the sidewalk flags crossing her driveway. She asked Ms. Steck for information about how to protest the decision to mark her sidewalk flags for replacement. Ms. Steck responded in a professional manner via email that she could stop that right she could now. not say why the sidewalk because flags why had Mr. not. Hammond have access to Ms. Steck's email. Excuse me. Now, one thing is that this is public comment, and then just because one thing that everybody now knows, this was FOIA before the email. Oh, okay. So if you, I mean, this is why I'm. Out of the Hey, I don't know. Do you all have to talk to Jason about it? I have no idea. It was just sent to me. So, where, where was I? 30 years ago, sidewalk. I know. Sidewalk flags have not been replaced under previous sidewalk replacement program. She supplied a link to the city ordinance requiring all city, excuse me, all sidewalks to be concrete. She indicated Ms. Miller could contest the decision to mark her sidewalk replacement by bringing the issue up at a council meeting under public council. Comments. Ms. I'm just reading. I'm just reading what's in front of me. Ms. Miller's email response to Ms. Steck was bullying, unprofessional, and used inaccurate information as evidence of a conspiracy of favoritism in the city. She stated, and this is in quotes, is this an example of the service that is so deserving of a 5% raise? Maybe I can put the sidewalk on a city credit card it would be under $5,000 for sure. Or maybe I can have my whole sidewalk and walkway done like logos. Remember, it's not what you know, it's who, it's who you know, according to the food truck vendor that received the stipend. Oh, wait, I'm a resident. We don't get anything, especially not respect. My driveway was this way long before I moved here in 1989. The city has no business forcing me to tear up my driveway to replace a sidewalk they may have never that may have never been there. What and end of quote. What is the purpose of including any of this in her email response to a city staff person? All Ms. Stack, Stack did was to investigate Ms. Miller's question and provide her with the facts and references she requested. 
Mayor Garrett subsequently responded in the email thread stating belittling, this is quote, belittling, berating, and being downright nasty doesn't move our city forward or get anything done. If you would like to explore or discuss your situation, we can at the next council meeting, end of quote. She also asked Ms. Miller to cease harassing the city's overworked and disrespected staff. Ms. Miller's response was to accuse Mayor Garrett of disrespect. She accused Mayor Garrett of, quote, buying people's loyalty with ridiculous raises or free food, end of quote, without providing any evidence that Mayor Garrett has done such a thing. She also stated, quote, no one is overworked here, end of quote. Finally, Ms. Miller replied to Mayor Garrett from her personal email account stating, please do not use God to hide your evil, unquote. It is a fact that the city has been operating with three staff members during their full-time jobs and also one half, one third, excuse me, each of the city administrator's jobs. The city has been operating with an interim city clerk and without a parks and rec coordinator and without a deputy treasurer, which results in the city treasurer's working many extra hours managing the city finances. Ms. Steck's emails to Ms. Miller were accurate and respectful, but clearly Ms. Miller did not like the information provided, so she took the response as disrespectful. Certainly, Ms. Miller has the right to dislike, dislike the response, but to bring up a person's salary when accusing them of poor service is unnecessary, nasty, and unprofessional in my opinion. If Ms. Miller really thinks Ms. Steck is not doing work worthy of her salary, she can ask the city administrator to look into it as part of standard performance review processes. To suggest she should misuse city funds by using a city credit card to pay for her personal obligation for the sidewalk replace, replacement program is unprofessional and inappropriate, even if she was being sarcastic. The staff has been telling the council since last fall that they are overworked. To imply she has a better idea than the staff of whether or not the staff is overworked is disrespectful too and dismissive of the staff. And to imply that a fellow council member is evil is divisive and disrespectful. Ms. Miller would do well to focus her effort on constructively and professionally working with city staff and her fellow council members to make the improvements to the city she says she wants to make instead of writing nasty accusatory emails to them when she doesn't get the answer she wants. Well, I would like to respond. Um, Black Jason Hammond. One, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hello. Hello. Okay. Excuse me. We're still in public comment for just one second. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now we'll give you. She was supposed to have three minutes. Uh, it's my, uh, I guess, the fact that I read slow, but I'm sorry. So anyway, and then there was another uh, one that I have, but it's, it's addressed, but it is from, where is it? Kaylin for the street. Sorry, I didn't have it. Not uh, the Kaylin, right? Huh? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to Read all my emails. Oh, I have it. There you go. Sorry. This is from Kayla Danforth. I'm 
Hello, my neighbors and I were discussing this issue of portions of our driveways being converted to concrete sidewalks. While each of us are and have been passionate about the beautification updating of our neighborhood, we believe that we should be grandfathered in as all of our driveways were asphalt prior to each of us moving in and existed before the current ordinance was enacted in 1991. Moreover, this requirement involved a significant expense to each of us on top of other accelerating costs. Addresses a minimum length of time for asphalt driveways with no sidewalk blocks. Um, the first one in Glenwood, it was 33 years, no sidewalk blocks. Next one on Glenwood, 19 years, no sidewalk blocks. Next one on Glenwood, asphalt for at least 33 years, no sidewalk blocks. Next one, Glenwood asphalt for at least 19 years, no sidewalk blocks. Next one, Glenwood asphalt for at least 31 years, no sidewalk blocks. And then attach are some pictures taken last week as well as a photo of one of the addresses uh, from 2003 and another on Glenwood from 2014. Um, if you sign, please reply off. And myself and my neighbors are eager to hear from me on this, excuse me, this matter, sorry. Um, and I believe uh, that was responded to, and then that's what we brought up in council today to discuss the sidewalk. That is all that I have for uh, emails that were sent to me. Madam Mayor, if I can, uh, could, uh, in the future, if there's written correspondence that are lengthy like that, I would suggest just providing them to the council members in the packet and then reading them into the record, just in the interest of time. Can send those out? Any no public comments? Going to mayor and council comments. For me, Sergeant Becker is retiring. Did I miss it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm promoting people. Officer Becker. In his uh, own mind, he's retired. Huh? <laughs> his uh, he is having a uh, taking coffee this Friday at uh, out at the building as long as the weather cooperates from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thank and the last day will be August. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that um, there is, oh, I'll get that. Let's uh, talk about the school thing. And I believe that that is all that I have. Does any of the council people have anything? I've got a few things. Um, first of all, I, I mentioned just prior to um, hiring our new city administrator uh, at one of our meetings the importance, the importance of the budget book. And have made the recommendation that um, uh, one of the, the early tasks in her her new tenure could be to create the budget book, which we did not have last year, I believe, due to resource uh, constraints. But the budget book is, I think, it's it's incredibly important for us as council members to be able to do our work because it does provide a lot more detail than what we typically get in the budget packet that we uh, that we just approved uh, last year, our last meeting. Um, I think it's also important for our residents because it gives them uh, a, a tremendous amount of detail to understand our budget, our revenue, our expenses, our systems, and, and so forth. And, and it's a great learning opportunity for uh, the city administrator. I know a lot of what I learned about the city and, and all of our systems, like the water system and the sewer system and how they operate and so forth, was all from, from uh, going over the, the, the budget book. So I think it would also be a, a great way for the, the city administrator to, to get up to speed. 
And and I know when I brought this up last time, I, there was all sorts of social media comments like, why would we waste kill trees and put together a book? It's just called the budget book. It doesn't have to be on, on paper and be electronic. So um, so hopefully that that's something that that uh, Sue might be able to to, to work on because um, I think that will be helpful for everyone involved in the city. Um, second is with respect to Officer Becker. Um, I cannot make uh, his his. Uh, his retirement send off. So I do want to congratulate him uh, on, a, on a great career. Um, he's been, he's exemplified community policing and working collaboratively with, with the community. Uh, so I do want to wish him the best of luck. Um, and then also um, with respect to the police department, uh, also wanted to spotlight the great service provided by Teresa. Um, I've gotten many calls. I got another one uh, this weekend about how, you know, a lot of our uh, seniors feel like, you know, she's their, Teresa's their adoptive parent. Um, she, you know, the one who talked to me the other day was talking uh, about how Teresa had like gone the extra mile and actually is, I think, the account holder for the seniors ring telephone because, a ring doorbell because the, the resident doesn't have, doesn't know how to do, deal with the technology. I mean, I just think that's, that's awesome. And I hear this all the time. So uh, pat that on. I will definitely thank um, And then the other thing, just with respect to, to Jason's letter, you know, I think everybody knows that I, I will stick up for our city staff. And I just, you know, I, would, I know Karen is probably going to address this, but I'd, I'd like to hear how, how her response, how she thinks her response to Susie was, was appropriate. It had nothing to do with, with, uh, you know, the professional response that, that Susie made. And it just, as I think, as Mr. Hammond said, um, to me, it just felt like bullying and, and it's just inappropriate. So uh, that's all I have. And I forgot to add, I'm sorry, just to jump in here, that Friday, there is a, a memorial service for um, Jim Smite. Um, most of you all um, might know, uh, know him and his family, and it is from four to 6 p.m. outside. Um, uh, what is this thing called? The white gazebo thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And Jim Smith was the principal at South Hill Lake High School for my principal when I was in high school. Uh, yeah, another hand Anything, uh, anyone else? From four to six. This Friday? Yes. Yes, yes. I just have one question. Yes. Susan mentioned some um, job postings. What are we doing for recreation? Do we have any plans? I've not gotten that far, but that's okay. next on my, my agenda to discuss and work on. I'm, I'm working internally to kind of sort out and reorganize a bit, and I will come back to council for direction on that a little bit more just to make sure that we're all on the same page. Um, but I know recreation is something that's important here as well. Um, and I just want to make sure that I'm I'm hitting all the buttons and flipping all the switches that need to be, and those are probably not good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you guys on that one for the parks and rec. Did we part time or is that okay? That, part time. That's what was That was what was discussed for the budget session. Okay, I was just curious. I'm sorry. Thank you. Anything else, Barb? Um, is there anybody at City Hall? I know we. You were at that meeting with me and I heard the one gal left. Are we moving forward with any of those programs? Uh, that is something that um, Sue and I are going to be talking about. I mean, we have, I have like, brain dumped a lot in Sue and all the different things that 
um, we've talked about the different initiatives. Um, we have, she knows that part, and this is, I think, part, part of the reason why she's probably going to come back to Parks and Rec is because there's a, there's a lot that needs to happen with Parks and Rec. So, um, yes, we're still, we're still going to make that stuff happen. Okay. So, um, I'm sure Sue and I will be talking about that at some point very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Be prepared to get real things that we can I guess I have one other question too. Are we are we going to revisit the ethics ordinance next month? Yes. 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 I'm sorry. I, I it's been a whirlwind. I still yeah. need to be in touch with Scott too. Oh, come on, you're not up to speed yet. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I um, just want to remind council that we've been invited to attend a kickoff meeting for the Southfield Public Schools bond campaign tomorrow at five o'clock at the Southfield AMT. Also, would like to address Mr. Hammond's uh, email. I blocked Jason Hammond on Facebook because of his negative comments and his bullying of me for years. So, please know there are usually three or four sides to every story. Okay. Anything else? Tomorrow, when is the kickoff? Where exactly is it? Southfield. Is it at their school? Is it in the gym? Just one second. I can't let you know just in case there is anyone that wants to go. It is tomorrow. It's in the auditorium. Thank tomorrow is at the auditorium of Southfield High School for the Arts and Technology. If anyone wants to go, I would strongly suggest uh, the residents to go tomorrow for the 5 p.m. Uh, meeting since it's a bond um, meeting. Anything else? Hearing none, I would gladly accept a motion for adjournment. A motion to adjourn. Second. 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 We are adjourned. You all have a good night.